Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Join our members-only club on Spotify and get exclusive podcasts only our members get Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time with Chinatown Hollywood. Get over there and subscribe now. Rock on. What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Today, we have a very interesting video that we're going to do. It is about the co-founder of the Hessians MC. He has now been designated as terminal he will be getting released from prison and if you do not know the hessians motorcycle club you are missing out this is an old school club very old school you know there's many clubs out there but not many like the hessians I only considered a few like the Hessians, their attitude, the way they carry themselves, the way they keep it old school, the way they ride. And that is, you got the invaders fall into that category, the breed fall into that category. Clubs that you might not hear about in the news or around the biker community. So we're going to take a look at this story, then we're going to go and take a look at the website. I'm telling you, if you're talking about history, the history of MCs, especially during the 60s and 70s, was pretty damn hardcore. I would have to say so hardcore that... Uh, Many nowadays would consider it beyond, beyond crazy. So we're going to go to this. I'm just getting it up on uh, the computer right now. So we did go. I didn't get it up there fast enough. Here we go out of KTLA 5, California killer diagnosed with cancer to be released from prison. Now, one thing about California, they do have that compassionate release uh, deal, which, hey, that's cool and uh, all that good stuff. Here we go. Uh, Southern California Motorcycle Club founder. You love it, man. Some of these articles get it right in the beginning where they say motorcycle club and not motorcycle gang. Who killed three people in 1980 has been ordered to be released this week following a terminal cancer diagnosis. Prosecutors say, and they were not happy about this. They were furious. He was able to get out on this, uh, what is it, uh, terminal cancer diagnosis. And 1980, boy, the 1980s. See, the 60s and up were mostly Vietnam veterans. Their air, 
and a lot of the culture that was happening back then was craziness. You're talking about rebels? These guys and a lot of motorcycle clubs that went through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s were true rebels. They had a different outlook than you see in most clubs today. You know, you have a lot of people on the internet, uh, they preach history, they preach what you should, you shouldn't do. Oh, you got to be a part of a community. What a lot of them don't realize is... A lot of these clubs didn't care about being uh, a part of a biker community. They just did themselves. They did them. They built their brotherhood and didn't care what other people thought. It's just like the old saying, clubs don't care what civilians think. Well, they uh, took this to a different level, man. Uh, let's get over here and go. Hopefully, I don't butcher his name. Thomas Manis... Uh, what is it? Manis Kelko. Uh, he's 77. He's been incarcerated for ner nearly 30 years after his 94 conviction on three counts of second-degree murder with enhancements for being armed with a firearm. Yeah, those uh, enhancements are still there. And that was according to state prison officials. He was sentenced to life in prison, and he's been denied uh, parole twice he was ordered release under California's Compassionate Release Law, which was amended last year and allows incarcerated people to be freed if they have a serious and advanced illness with an end-of-life trajectory. Now, he was the co-founder. According to this, I don't know the club's history, but they're saying in this of the Hessians Motorcycle Club, uh, said him, uh, let's see here, prosecutor said, uh, let's just go by Tom, because I don't want to butcher his name, thought Richard Rizone, another Hessian, was ripping him off in a counterfeiting and meth distribution ring. Uh, Rizone, his daughter, uh, or his 19-year-old uh, girlfriend, yeah, they are young back there, man, them girls used to flock to MC members, and his bodyguard, Thomas Mohan, were killed in the 1980 Memorial Day attack at Rizan's home. All three were shot multiple times. Now, prosecutor said Miley, a police officer's daughter, ooh, uh, and Mohan were slain so the killers could avoid witnesses. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if two are dead, you know what I mean? Uh, Another, uh, Tom and a fellow Hessian were convicted in the massacre. A third biker was killed by police in Oklahoma before charges could be brought. Uh, then the prosecutor went on. He has taken no responsibility for the lives he destroyed, and soon he will be a free man with nothing to lose. Boy, that prosecutor get mad, Donnie. Got pretty mad. Now, going over to the Hessian's website this is an awesome website if you get a chance go over it's hessiansmc.com and you can really see really see the old schoolness of this club the no care attitude about what anybody thinks of them what they're doing 
it was all about them and their brotherhood. A lot missing nowadays. Anyway, this sums it up right here. And a lot of you woke bikers, because a lot of uh, bikers now are woke, will be, their head's going to explode on this one. Harleys were a lot more fun when they were exclusively ridden by angry, violent, intoxicated, antisocial, poorly groomed, sexually deviant, heavily tattooed maniacs. Boy, was that the fun days. Now everybody's so PC, man. You know, I get different generations go through different changes, but it is a real huge change from them decades to now. And a lot of people would call it evolution. I call it not having any fun. You can't have any fun anymore. But uh, let's go a little bit. It says about its history right here. March 7th, 1968. That was a bad year in the Vietnam War. The most activity, a lot of guys were getting killed. And it, things were full swing here in the United States where it was mostly an anti-governmental type of thinking. And people did what they wanted to do, man. Uh, the Hessians MC was founded in Southern Cal and expanded throughout the West Coast. We have endured, I love this, I love how honest they are. We have endured over five decades of biker wars, law enforcement, and everyday dangers of the lifestyle on the road. To this day, we are still respected and have great friendships among other clubs across the U.S. We ride below the radar and believe in quality, not quantity. We respect those who respect us. Again, they come straight out and say, this is what's up. And they fought for their MC. Now a lot would have, you know, that's the, you know, you have the pop-ups or you say, you know, you have these different rules that you gotta go by, they all say. A lot of these earlier clubs, they had a fight for where they are now. If they started a club, boom, you gotta fight, you gotta back that patch, you gotta do you, you gotta build your brotherhood. I know that's gonna be a conversation for Sunday the 26th, I believe, or 27, something like that. It's a Sunday. I know we're gonna have Miklo on, Black Dragon's gonna be covering uh, a part of that interview in the first segment, me the second segment, and I know some of that stuff's gonna come up because there's a lot of questions out there. See, the thing with the internet is, it makes everybody an expert. The people don't wanna hear other people's opinion. Uh, history, yeah, you can do researching and all that type of stuff, but a lot of it's oral history which a lot of people don't understand. But it is uh, so interesting with the Hessians and how many people really don't know about them. Like they said, they fly under the radar and you have other hardcore clubs that still think this way. You got the Invaders. Uh, you to talk to Shaggy on that one. Or you got the Breed. You got other smaller clubs 
that are really hardcore to the bone, man. Uh, even the big majors don't want to mess with them because they did put in the work to be where they are today. So let me know what you guys think in the comments section. We're going to go over right now to China Dow over in the second segment. It's going to be a good one. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll be right back. Join the Insane Throttles Members Only Club. Two ways to join over on Spotify and YouTube. Insane Throttle Biker News' channel, by the way. With your membership, you get exclusive content Monday through Friday. China Dow's on there with me. Y'all love China Dow. Also, you get an invite to the yearly rumble in the woods where we get together have parties have fun so make sure you join the insane throttles members only club over on spotify or youtube rock on
Are we ready? To Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse, on iTunes, and all major podcasting platforms. You're listening to only What's the up, best everyone? internet radio station in the world. No, the universe. I take that. People like this are a menace to decent society. Are you, uh, are you gay? Gentlemen, the king. Hail to the king, baby. Bad and stuff like that because, you know, what I said last night, uh, you know, what did, what did I do to upset you? I'm always in the doghouse with you. Dude, if you were listening to the show last night, you'd know why. Really? You're getting donations to get a, to get a hooker? Well, why? What's wrong with that? I need a hooker, so I needed donations. They're expensive this day. So let's just say those donations went are going towards the expense of his headstone. <laughs> That's all I'm saying after last night's show. <laughs> why would you be mad about me wanting to get a hooker? Because you got, you got bad, bad uh, taste. What do you mean I got bad taste? I'm the only good taste you had. I've seen all your exes. Well, you know, when they were younger, it was a little better. But now that they're old, you know, it gets harder to pick some good ones. Uh, But I figure, you know, I looked up this escort service. And they had a nice freaking like 23-year-old, 24-year-old. She was $2.50 an hour. So I was reaching out to my uh, listeners to help Hollywood get laid, you know. And it, it takes money to do that, and $250 an hour is not uh, no uh, easy task for a woman. But anyway, that's all I did. Uh-huh. Yep, sure. And then you're making fun of my age. Do you Have you not learned yet that you do not make fun of a woman's age? And you do not remind them how old they're looking or how old they're getting? Why? It's insulting. How is it insulting? So you're turning 50, you're old, you're wrinkled, you're, you're, you're in the middle age. I may be turning 50, but five months later, you turn 50 and I look better than you. Well, that's fine because women always look better than men at older age because you know what? They give us a fucking bunch of hell. Our own son said you look like you're 80. Well, it happens. So why are you so upset that I would bring up your age? All I wanted to do was explore turned into a new model. It's like a Hardy Davidson. If it gets too old, you trade it in. Well, then if you're trading me in, I am definitely trading you in. I will put up uh, a <laughs> Jay, <laughs> he didn't say the hooker was for him. Could be a uh, feeling for a blue ball buddy. <laughs> was it for you, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But one, you know what? One time was on last night and I'm starting to get worried. I am. I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> One time? Don't pick on one time. I like him. Oh, that's because he's the only one that stood up for you. I know. Everybody else agrees when their old lady gets to be 50, you turn them in. That's fine, because I'm going to trade you in even quicker, and I bet you I I, I give somebody faster. Well, you probably would, mm. man. But, mm. you know, I, I was talking, and you kind of got upset with me, and it was funny. I was talking about it on the show yesterday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But what people really didn't realize is how it went down. You were sitting there on the, you know, the lazy boy mine that you <laughs> took. And next thing you know, I said, you know what? I'm, wa- I'm waiting for a call from a taxidermist. And you get upset at me. This man wants to stuff me and sit me right here. <laughs> Instead of following my wishes of being cremated. Well, that's why I said, you know, they got them uh, funeral things at the the funeral houses. No, you are not going to a funeral home and setting up a studio so you can do a show live at my funeral. That would be beautiful. Because it's not going to happen, dude. Then after I'm done. You're going first. After I'm done with you, they can burn you. Rude. No. Take her. You know what? We'll even broadcast it live. China Dow getting cremated. Oh, my God. Ew. They don't want to see that. I bet they do. No. Now, let's see here. They're saying you never talk about a woman's age. Why? Because unless they're like way older than you. Well, you are older than me. I am five freaking months. And and, really? Does that make you older than me? Almost exactly five months older. Yeah, but does that make you older than me? Not really. What do you mean, not really? Not really, because we're the same generation. It's not like you're married. Not like I'm 70 and you're freaking 50. I don't Hell. know, man. Lately with, you know, the way you look. Oh, my looking. God, no. Then I had Stop. to, you know, tell you about your makeup. I was like, you know, you need to put on some eyeshadow or something. You're getting bags. I swear to God, man. You know, you women need to listen to Hollywood. Hollywood's always going to tell you the truth. Where your old man's <laughs> going to sit there and skimpy on you because he's afraid you're not going to bob on the knob. Hollywood is there for you to give you true advice. If you're overweight, Hollywood's going to tell you. If you're old, Hollywood's going to tell you. That way you can fix your issue. That's what I say, man. You always got to be honest. Always got to be honest. I- I'm going to go I'm gonna go with uh, Nitro here and get you a woke 25-year-old transgender. No, I don't think so. I'm not into balls. I'm not into that. I'm not into that at all. I'm not into the saggy balls? No, I'm mm. not into ball sex. Well, most women aren't either, but we still there. Coming up later in the second mm-hmm. half of the show, I'm going to be calling Rattlesnake, see if he answers. Uh, I'm going to be calling from the studio line, Rattlesnake, if you're out there. We're going to be talking about some Norse stuff. That's going to be uh, some fun guarantee after I talk about everybody can call me more racist. I'm always racist to everybody. It's unbelievable. I'm racist to everybody. And then uh, I think it's the 5th. It's uh, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. I'm going to have Mike Ball on the (gasps) big channel. We're going to have some fun over there. Uh, Yeah, you'll probably be at work (laughs) and we're both going to be talking shit about you instead of just me. No, he'll be nice. No, Mike's on my side. What no, he's about? not. No, he's not. You know what? These guys are always on Hollywood's side. They're yeah. not on your side. Even the women are on Hollywood's side. Nuh-uh. No, they're not. No. Your wishful thinking. There are man. no women that are on Hollywood's side. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. I'm a narcissist. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I heard that. I heard uh, that, and I was like, holy cow, they came up with a name for me that is actually, it's, how can I say it? It's like French fries, but without the fries. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm a narcissist. 
That's what I was called. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I wear it as a badge of honor. You got to love it. And see, that's the problem with women. They don't like strong men. You women want to control everybody. And that is just not happening with Hollywood. You, you know, women want to talk. Ah, that, 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 that. All tough. Shut up, stupid. That's what I say. Unbelievable nowadays. Unbelievable the way things are. And, uh, you know, I was just talking about in the first segment about the, the Hessians. They're hardcore, baby. I'm talking they are hard freaking core. And, you know, sexually deviant. That's what I say. You got to be a sexual deviant nowadays. Wow. Not as far as uh, one time, but. Uh... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Do not talk about one time he's not here to defend himself. But I'm just saying, man, he worries me. That's just like I have to tune in while I'm at work to your shows when you do them at night just so I can see what kind of crap you're talking about me. It happens. Yeah. What do we got in the news today? We got a lot. Who news. is Red Foreman? I don't know. <laughs> Look it up. All right. It happens. All right. These were all sent to me. So thank you to my senders. Yeah. <laughs> Tate, all they got to offer nowadays is mediocre secondhand used pee. <laughs> wow. And then Mike goes, if we let women just ruin, run their own program, 95% of the time, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> Sorry, there needs to be male guidance in every woman's whose side they are. <clears throat> All right, Mike, I got you. <laughs> I got you, dude. Later on in members only, man. I know you uh guys and gals, we're gonna be talking about this. A lot of people use those apps like Signal, Telegraph, uh, or Telegram, uh, WhatsApp. I'm going to let you know what the FBI can and cannot get off of them apps. So pay attention and members only again. Uh, and all you have to do is look in the community chat, um, uh, community part of the chat in, uh, on the YouTube channel. And it'll tell you where to go. Go ahead. Well, it was far from a happy, happy meal. An irate Florida woman pointed a loaded gun at a terrified, terrified McDonald's staffer on Thursday. In dispute over a free cookie. Hey. What? Some people like their chocolate cookies. <laughs> Amari Hendricks, 24, was in the drive-thru in Altamonte, however, Springs McDonald's when she began to argue with the employee about her right to the complimentary cookie. The staffer... And this broad pulled a gun? The staffer... Handed over the baked treat to appease Hendricks, but the gesture did little to calm the situation, and an argument continued. Police said she allegedly pulled out a black handgun, inserted a magazine, racked the side, and pointed the firearm at the drive-thru worker. I bet that drive-thru worker was like, you know what, give me a couple of these damn things. <laughs> Here, you take all you want. <laughs> <laughs> like SNS says that cookie monster I want a cookie cookie C is for cookie 
So the the escalation startled staffers who retreated into the restaurant's interior, attempting to lock the front door. But Hendricks was able to get inside and allegedly assaulted a male worker by scratching his face and neck. What did you get uh, arrested for? Oh, robbing a, you know, getting some cookies from McDonald's and I robbed their ass for cookies. No money, but cookies. So the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hendricks initially refused to comply with officers' demands, but was eventually taken into custody. The cookie-fueled clash led to several charges against Hendricks, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, battery, and resisting arrest. Damn. All over a damn cookie. All over a cookie. Grumpy says, let's uh, get Hollywood that hooker. That way he'd disappoint two women in a week. There you go. He's got you. <laughs> No, he's got you. No, he says, I got you, China Dow. Thank you. Yeah. You suck up. <laughs> <laughs> suck up. But that's the dumbest ass person I ever know. Go rob for a cookie. We do. We got stupid people in this world now. Is it like one of your offspring? No. Why would that be one of my offspring? I don't know. We do got stupid kids. She's 34. I'm 49. No, it wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Wouldn't have happened, huh? No. Is it like one of your, uh, you know, distant relatives or anything that are stupid? No. I can name one, but go ahead. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go for the next one. All right. Days after reports surfaced of a catalytic converter theft involving the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile in Vegas. I love it. You're over there ripping off the Oscar Mayer uh, (laughs) Wienermobile. You know what? I would love to just go steal that thing and ride it around the block. (laughs) I think that would be a badass reason to go to jail. What'd you do? I stole the Oscar Mayer Wiener freaking car. Well, get this. PETA, which are those, you know, and we all know who PETA is, has offered to pay for the replacement part and maintenance for one year if they if the company converts the vehicle to a vegan hot dog mobile. The hell do you want a vegan hot dog for? What is either? What is it even? What are you talking about? A vegan hot dog? What is that? There's no meat. It's like soy. They're stupid. (laughs) It's bad enough everywhere all over the country tries to uh, say they serve Chicago hot dogs. They're stupid. Nobody serves Chicago hot dogs but Chicago, and they taste like crap. Now they want to add in this vegan crap? Mm -hmm. They already have vegan hot dogs. What do you mean they already have vegan hot dogs? At the store. At Walmart. People pay for that? Yeah. Our son's had them before. He says they're disgusting. Well, he, I agree. <laughs> That's just like when you go to grade school and stuff, you're thinking you're going to get that cheeseburger and stuff. Next thing you know, a soy pad. It's like, dude, that's false advertisement. I think all the meat in school were soy. <laughs> it was all soy burgers. But that you put enough ketchup bad. on it, you can't tell. <laughs> and, you know, Jason has it right. What is the point of all this vegan tofu crap? Tofu? Yeah, what is that? Fake meat. I don't want fake meat. If I want a fake meat, I go lay you. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, well, let's just go here then, Mr. Hollywood. 
you know how many times while our son was eating vegetarian that you had chili and spaghetti and all that with soy meat and you didn't even notice is that why it tasted like shit? It didn't taste like shit. Yeah, You're it like, it's good. You got more. How the hell are you going to make spaghetti with damn freaking tofu? It wasn't tofu. It was soy, soy meat. It comes soy crumbles. They come in a package. No wonder your spaghetti sucks. You know, it was just the other day, finally, that I told you, get some real damn meatballs. Because I know you can't uh, make them because you're a meatball. But anyway... She finally got the large meatballs instead of them stupid ones in the package. That's because, um, how do I put this? How do I put this? I had to go large because your marbles were taking up space in my back pocket. Never in my back pocket. <laughs> never in your back pocket. <laughs> Sorry, you had got, to. You got me fucked up. I had to. I had to. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. You don't know. That ain't ever happening with my nuts. <laughs> I ain't like one of these uh, TIG uh, people, you know, in the biker world, okay? Well, why not? Not happening. Why not? Just not happening. Man. Why not? Uh, I'm telling you what, man. You're frisky today. <laughs> you know, instead of putting you in the corner, man, I'm going to put you in a dumpster. Rude. It happens. I just hate to say it, you know. I had to go big or go home, so I finally got you the big meatballs so you could be jealous of them. Well, it happens. It happens. And I hated those meatballs, by the way. They were gross. Too damn bad. I like them. They were gross. Shut up, meatball. What else we got, man? They gave me Because I got a couple questions for you. They gave me the poops. <laughs> Dude, anything gives you the poops. You're, you're, you know what? you're like a gas bag. People don't understand I got to live with a gas bag. <laughs> Something so small gases up the damn. You know what? I wish I put a freaking uh, hose up your ass and put it up in my gas tank. I'd have a lot. Yeah, you probably be full. So you want the next one? Yeah, give me one more. All right. He loved them. He loved this. Remind you, these are from a, these are from viewers. He loves them so much he could burst. A man that don't sound good at all. A man who says he is sexually attracted to inanimate objects has revealed he is currently in a high flying committed relationship with a bunch of balloons. Excuse me. <laughs> a twenty eight year old man from India said that he started his, as a friendship and has now inflated into something more. Okay, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm really not speechless a lot. Uh, really ain't speechless. <laughs> but what the hell are you talking about? It gets better. He's married to a balloon. His floating lovers communicate with him through te telepathy and dreams. <laughs> they share each and every thought, feeling, and emotion. <laughs> You know what? It is truly uh, a walk culture and a victim mentality. Present danger to the uh, American society, I tell you. <laughs> this ain't real. Yes, it is. Is it just like that dude? Dude, it's in the New York Post. <laughs> so don't tell me it's not real. Is it just like that dude that hires people to change <laughs> his diapers and he's like 30 years old? Yeah. It's like the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What you know? What they're mentally. You were freaking... shocked when I showed you that. What a bunch of retards! 
Every morning he wakes up and says good morning and gives all his balloons a kiss because they sleep beside him. What is he like having an orgy or something? Pretty much. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And you wonder why I don't want them people teaching my grandkids anything. They're mentally handicapped, these people. You imagine them going out on a date. What's the balloons for? This is Harry and, uh, you know, the Hendersons or some shit. He can talk to them. He takes them shopping and for a walk in the garden. What happens if they pop? He makes more. Probably as a funeral. Oh, my gosh. He says the balloons are very fragile and accidents do happen. You know what? You give me the stupidest crap. I didn't do this. People like... want to people want to dress like cats, shit in a freaking uh, kitty box. <laughs> Another one wants their diapers changed. And now this dude burying balloons. <laughs> My God. He says when the balloons pop, he cries for their loss. Did he, like, go out to interview or something just to get himself in the newspaper? I think so. When there's a sudden death of balloons, I try to resurrect them by reinflating them if I can't. I give them a funeral by digging a hole and covering them with soil. (sighs) (laughs) And we wonder why we got to bunch of freaks in this country i think uh the internet has really brought them out and his neighbor has has revealed that she's in love with her fence (laughs) do you think these people are mentally disabled (laughs) mentally unstable i think retarded but you want me pc (laughs) i sure the hell don't want to give them a helmet they might fall in love with the damn helmet (laughs) And a friend of his has revealed that he has sex with his 1998 Chevy Monte Carlo. Okay, I got to ask my freaks in uh, the community tab. Okay, I want you to get involved. What is your, what would Hollywood think, you know, that is a freakish thing that you do? Come on, be honest with me. I know you freak, but let me know what is your freak. What gets your freak on? Let me know this, man. Because, you know, then if I ever meet you, I know not to shake your damn hand, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. having a, Talk about having a few screws loose my ass. Their whole damn head screwed loose. <laughs> to give you a little taste of what we're going to be talking about tomorrow... It's going to be called Just Let Them, okay? It's going to be called Just Let Them. And we're going to ask uh, China Dow, we're going to talk about a couple of these and see what she says about these subjects. And I want full 100% honesty from you. I know you're a woman. I know you lie 99.9% of the time. I do not. It's that 0.1% I'm looking for here, okay? Now, I'm going to read this statement to you, and I want a response. (laughs) Just let them. If they want to choose something or someone over you, 
let them. Mm-hmm. What's your response? That if somebody wants to, if if somebody wants to make you a choice, then they need to choose somebody else because you're not a, you're not a choice or an option. You are a person, and you know your worth. I think that's a very good one. Now, know your worth. Let's talk about that. Know your worth. Now, this dude is over here screwing a bunch of balloons. Mm. What's he worth? In his mind, probably a lot. Now, would he choose uh, his balloons over his mother? Probably, because he's a sicko. Probably. So you you come... See, I'm playing psychiatrist Hollywood here. Sunshine, answer your question. Well, read it off. Getting drunk with China and ripping off her panties. Uh, you know that, and you missed it. <laughs> I did miss it. Uh-huh. Damn, man! I always miss all the good shit, man. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna call this segment the King's Advice. Okay. Oh Lord! Since I am the King, uh, this is that segment. King is now holding court to hear all your issues and give you some wisdom to solve your problem. Okay. So I'm going to be here giving you a little wisdom on that. And I do believe what you're saying is true. If you got to make a choice, then the choice should be simple. Yes. Get rid of that person. Well, you got to keep in mind that. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You set up. Should I get you some boxing love? Something like that. You are not an option. If you are made to be an option. Tell them to get lost. China down needs a Nerf gun. (laughs) I do. To shoot him. No one is an option. If somebody says that that you need to choose or they're going to choose, tell them don't choose. Don't choose. Just don't choose me. Choose somebody else because I'm not anybody's choice. I'm not an option for somebody. I am who I am. You don't like me, then don't. You do? Hey, cool. We'll be friends. And what if they're like hot and shit like that, man? I don't care. You know, got big boobs. I can't make a choice. So you're, you, you're going to make me an option? No, not you. I'm talking about the broad. No, you're do making I choo- me. Do I no, because the- in that situation, you're making me a choice. Uh, it has nothing to do with you. I'm talking about the boobs. Do I choose the left or do I choose the right? You go in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, that's one. We're going to go to another one here. If they want to go weeks without talking to you, let them. What do we got on that one? Come on, you're starting to make some kind of sense, and usually that don't happen. If they, it's a rare. You're reading this off my Facebook. It's a rare moment. (laughs) You're reading this off my Facebook. I posted this last night. Yes, I am. What was it? If they want to go weeks without talking to you, let them. Yeah, if somebody wants to go a while and not talk to you, then don't talk. Don't reach out to them. Make them reach out to you. So it's kind of like it's uh, basically they're telling you they're choosing someone over you, in my opinion. So basically, if you have your first dates, uh, you know, supposedly you have a date and you really don't know each other. So you think you had a good date. And next thing you know, you're waiting for the call. Who calls first, the woman or the man? Who calls first? Yeah, the woman or the man. 
I think nowadays it's either or. I don't know, men. I'm going to give you advice. Women have let a, her call you. Women have a thing where they don't call for at least two days. <laughs> but after two days, what do they do? Get nervous or something, and they start calling. Me, men, let them call. Who the woman? And if it goes, because it, it takes like two days to realize was that a good enough date to go on date number two? And what happens if it takes a couple weeks without calling you? <laughs> it ain't happening. There ain't no second date. Yeah, but some women are stupid. They'll go on a date after weeks because men are slick, man. Uh, you know, my mother, she crashed into a mountain. I had to be there. You know, we give it good excuses. But I think it's only because we want to get a wad off. It takes a couple weeks to say, okay, you know, I need some. And it's always funny on a second date with a woman, you'd a banger. Hell, nowadays, you guys are so free, you'd a bang them on the first date. I agree, Jason, 100%. Problem with dates nowadays is it doesn't matter most of the time how old either party is. They are both on their phones too damn much to eat, even during the date. What are you talking about? I'm on Pornhub. <laughs> He's doing research for the show. I'm doing <laughs> research on Pornhub. That's what they're doing, man. You know, they're on why you see them on their phones on their first date. They're on Pornhub. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do to her. Oh, Lord, you're sick. What do you mean I'm sick? You're sad. That's what, you know what? I don't care what you say. When a man goes on a damn date, he's thinking about banging her. Well, TJ's on the same page as you. Bang him first to see if you want to go on a second date later. <laughs> you got to taste the product. You got to, you know what? You got to explore the product. Yeah, but then that makes you guys high-fived and makes the woman look like a hoe. That's because you are a hoe if you give it up to us on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> you easy. I'm not easy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm -mm. Hail to the no. We'll Hail give one more no. for what we're going to do tomorrow. What do we see here? What do we see here? I don't know, but you're going to forget which ones you did. If they want to judge or misunderstand you, let them. Because a lot of people judge a book by its cover and you should never judge a book by its cover. And if they misunderstand you, like misinterpret something you said, then that's on them that they didn't understand how you said something. Or, dude, if you don't understand how something's said by someone, ask for them to explain themselves. What you've been going through that a lot lately? What a lot with this one? What about it? Being misunderstood, yeah. And I think it's me that's misunderstanding you. Why? Because you're old, and then they, you know, you take it to where I'm being mean, and I'm not trying to be mean, so you misunderstood me. Oh, you're so full of crap. What do you mean I'm so full of crap? You misunderstood it, really. No, no. Okay, when I say something like that, what do you think? Say something like what? You're getting old. I already know I'm old. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But I still it, look good. It's not that I'm trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to state the obvious. See, that's the problem with having no filter. There really is. People misunderstand me all the time. Especially the ones who think that I'm talking about them. When I'm really not. Oh yeah, that's always. Don't you greatest. love them ones? 
that should be let them think that because I'm talking, uh, it's like, again, going to a church and you think you're, they're talking to you, like you're going to get damnation and all that stuff. They ain't talking about you. I got too much time to deal with other things than to talk about a person. <laughs> if I don't like you, I don't like you. So why am I going to talk about you? That's just giving you, you know, attention. I don't like that. Why am I going to give you attention when I don't like you? Very simple. Very simple. Uh, Rattlesnake, I'm going to be calling you in a, a couple minutes. So be prepared. We're going to be talking about uh, some more stuff. And one thing I don't understand is when you talk about Norse, a lot of people think you're racist. I looked at you and I said, why don't they just call them Vikings? Because people like that that say that are stupid. How am I stupid? Just because that is a Viking religion doesn't mean that, hey, you got to go out and say, hey, Viking this, Viking that. But I think a problem with it is a lot of people don't understand Norse and they only think it's cool to talk about it now because what is that, that Viking show? I have to watch that. I never watched this Viking show. I think it's called Ragnar or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch that. But stuff. they were a damn good warrior people, man. They knew how to freaking sail the seas, everything. They're the first ones who discovered America. I don't care what you say about Christopher Columbus. Leif Erikson discovered North America. And he didn't get lost in the jungle where, you know, the women, they walk around with their boobies out. I still can't believe they walk around with their boobies. Somebody hand him a fig. I'm serious. Hand him a fig. <laughs> Are we back to Adam and Eve? Uh, poor Hollywood, he's just misunderstood. I am! <coughs> yeah, okay. What's so hard to understand about me? <coughs> I'm a dick. People either gotta take ass. it or leave you. That's all there is to it. Do you believe that's what it is? They gotta either take it or leave it with me? Yeah. Take it as it is or leave it. There's no in the middle. No. There's no gray. <laughs> you know, I got gray in the beard and stuff. It was funny. I play uh, Saturday reruns on, uh, or uh, what is it? Saturday replay or whatever on the other channel. And looking at my earlier stuff, I was like, man, I was young. That's all right. Last night you were asking what, what we were talking about, me and uh, Gio. Uh -huh. He thought you colored your hair. <laughs> no, I didn't color my hair. He put gel in it. Yeah, I just put gel in it. <laughs> you know, you got mad at me the other His day. Do you want brown. a haircut? No, I don't want a haircut. I'm letting that shit grow. I'm just going to let it grow. I'm going to look like a raggedy old man. <laughs> Make myself feel better. Raggedy old man. Uh, let's see here, though. We're going to talk about, let's see here. PZ, Vikings, Rain, uh, Ragnar, Rough Bark, if I can remember and spell. I don't know the dude, but he sounds like he got a lot of muff. Let's go uh, get China Doll in this one, too. And we're going to call it Rattlesnake right now. <laughs> Good morning, Hollywood. Good morning! <laughs> How are you? Oh my god, that was loud. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Well, that's cool, man. You know what? You wanted to talk a little, and anybody... Uh, who wants to talk about a subject with Hollywood can uh, just let China down know that what topic you want to talk about. She'll get you on the second half of the show. 
Uh, but yours is the Norse. And like I just said, yes, it, sir. Like I just said in, uh, you know, before bringing you on, a lot of people consider that to be racist. What's your take on that? Uh, honestly, I think that is, uh, I think it's a ridiculous uh, assumption at the end of the day. It has nothing to do with racism. It, it, it never has. It, it. Hold on, I'm getting a little feedback. You got to turn down um, your. You got to turn yeah, down the it, show. There's, there's no, there's, there's no actual connection to it to racism. If you look through every single um, ethnicity or eth every race or anything like that, every single one has actually been enslaved. This there's is not true. a single species or, or race on this planet that has not actually gone through it. My family is actually descended from Scotland, Ireland, and England. Mm -hmm. During before King George and before the foundation of this country. Uh, but when it comes to the, the, the misrepresentation of the symbols and things like that, that you see that is associated with the racism, Hollywood, that is frustrating. It's very frustrating because those symbols don't mean those things. Yeah, just like the Confederate flag, you know. You exactly. Know, the, uh, the there's actually three Confederate flags. Oh, yes, there was. Yes, there was. The stars and the bars, though, is the one that they always bring out as a racist they symbol. Do. Because a bunch of freaking... They do, and that was actually their battle flag. Right. And because, you know, a bunch of uh, idiots dressing up in bed sheets and stuff ruined it for everybody. But I can understand yeah, where you're coming from. You're right. But what got you into right. Norse? Um, this is actually a culmination of a journey that is continuous. That is continuous. I have not stopped learning. I, you can't stop learning. And it doesn't matter what you do in life or where you go or what faith set you believe in. You have to continue to learn. You can't just get to a point and say, hey, I know everything. Because you never will. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually raised Catholic. I, I went to all the Catholic courses I, as a child. My mom was very um, strict about that. Mm -hmm. But as a, even as a kid, I couldn't buy into it because there's too many holes in everything that they were saying. There's too many contradictions for me that I saw even as a child. Huh. Welcome to the Catholic religion. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, trust me. But, uh, I was a Catholic yeah. at one time, but then uh, them trying to hide up all their pedal priests, I said, yeah, I'm done with that one. And what people have to understand is worldwide. And, you know, the old man upstairs even said this, that, you know, he comes in the form that people recognize. And to the Norse, that's what they recognized. Yes. And honestly, it, it's it's a lot deeper. It, it goes a lot deeper as far as an understanding of you as an individual, it actually comes down to you, no matter what you do. And as for me specifically with my journey, with my path through uh, North, Norse paganism or Asatru or any other variation you want to describe it, because it does have a lot of names. Mm -hmm. um, through my journey, it's just been looking for more knowledge, looking for more truth. And that's something that Odin has preached through everything that you can actually find. And it's not necessarily like a Bible that you go to, uh, but you have to look at the stories, the Eddas, 
of the gods and take what you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, it's, it's more personal, like I was saying, being that in the, in, in this fake set, we believe that all the deities live inside of you as an individual. Well, you gotta, that, that's a perfect uh, example there of uh, learning. What a lot of people don't understand about Norse is it makes yourself a warrior, meaning it prepares you to take on life from a positive viewpoint instead of a negative where you're always worried about this and that. It makes you a stronger person, I think. It, it does. It, it has definitely changed a lot of my mindset as an individual, as a person. Um, I, I have gone through a lot of different struggles. I talked to China a little bit about it um, briefly. Um, you know, I've had my ups and downs. Everybody has. Mm-hmm. But I found that one of the biggest things is that I can take away on a daily basis and kind of go back to as a reminder of, Hey, you still got to get better. You still got to improve because that's what the gods demand. Mm-hmm. They demand that you stand on your own two feet. Well, whereas I- other organizations or faith sets demand that you kneel. You have to stand up. You have to provide for yourself, your family. You have to do those things. It's not a fact of the world. It's a simple fact of life. Mm-hmm. You have to do, or you don't get your just. Now, China Dow, we got to bring you in. We got to bring China Dow into this. I'm just sitting here. She's just sitting here chilling and stuff like that. You got to ask Rattlesnake <laughs> some questions here. You got to get into this interview instead of sitting in the corner. Then, you know, after the show, you'll be like Hollywood just set me in the corner like baby over a dirty dancer. <laughs> Come on, you got rattlesnake. You talk to him. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, my thing is, uh, what made you choose Norse over anything else? I don't. I don't look at it as like a a, a choice one way or the other. But I understand what you're what you're getting at. Um, what? How to like basically how I found myself on the how path. you found the, the path. End of the day, I did my re- I did my research on all different types of religions. I, I did as much research because I firmly believe in reading and any and everything that you can get your hands on. And for me, I like to take what's useful and discard what is useless in any aspect of my life. And when it came to, uh, to Norse, there were a lot more things that made sense that were more relative and more relevant to me than anything else. Not only is it a, a very personal, individual um, type of faith set, but it's also very elemental. So it's being in the moment with nature and actually getting that connection to where you're grounded is, is a different type of happiness and calm of understanding than I've ever experienced. Very good answer. See, with me, I center in around three uh, different type of religions or beliefs, because I believe in the man upstairs 100%. Uh, I center around Norse, Christianity, and Buddhism, because I think all three has very important lessons to be taught 
as a human being. They absolutely being. do. Uh, because Buddhism, it's like one of the oldest religions out there. And then you have the Christianity, of course, and then you have Norse, where it's really centered around personal growth, that I believe. And I, I'm just like, right, you, I hate that these like skinheads are, you know, perfect example of how they ruin it for the Norse people and the Norse religion. Uh, they throw on this racist crap. They ruin that. It's just like the Swazi. That was ruined because of mm -hmm. the dumbass during the 40s. So a lot of people take bits and pieces of things instead of actually wanting to learn about them. And then... Yeah, and that, that is very frustrating when people do that. Mm -hmm. uh, Richard, uh, I wanted to hear in uh, to uh, Winsome. I don't know... Uh, what that means uh tate rub my helmet head uh <laughs> <laughs> all righty uh grumpy i was reading when odin sink the council of tear then went to uh jadavheim to challenge the wisdom of the giants what do you say okay so the the i i know exactly uh which which story he's talking about so odin is the all father he is the father of the of the majority of the Aesir uh, set of gods, which is Thor, Frigg, uh, Njord, Baldr, and, and uh, Heimdall, and quite a few others. And then you have the Vanir, which would be Frey and Freya, which are more like fertility-type gods, goddesses, um, as far as that that area is concerned, but Odin is constantly in search of knowledge. He always wants to know more, and this is kind of actually how the start of Odin giving up his eye, uh, the story that he's referring to. Uh, he goes to Jotunheim, which is the land of the giants, to seek the to seek the knowledge of all the world by drinking from the well of Mimir. Mimir controls this well that all the knowledge of the universe presides in. It's in one of the world, one of, it's a, one of the roots of Yitrasil, the world tree. Mm -hmm. And the price for this uh, need or this well drink is he must give up his eye. So China Dow, if you want to that for a while, I'm not giving up an eye. <laughs> and he ahead. does that. And he, he does give up his eye because his whole pursuit is knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right. So when, when, we, it, when we actually take that into consideration, when we talk about things like that as uh, telling of the tales and telling of the stories, because that's very much a part of the, the faith set, <coughs> we have to talk about things like, well, what is your sacrifice for what you want to achieve? That is the overall ending message, underlying message of that story. You must sacrifice, you must struggle, you must be in pain in order to get what you want. Because nothing is going to come easy. That's a life nothing lesson right there. Nothing worth having is coming easy. Well, that's a life lesson right there. And a lot of people don't understand life lessons. Uh, you know, you got this woke generation now that thinks everything's going to be handed to them. They don't know what sacrifice means. 
And I think it's something that as a society we've lost. It, it truly is. It's it's very disheartening, but it is very disheartening. Yeah, it's, that's just it's it's just where we're at as a society. But if we want to have that change, the only place to start, I mean, is with yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, did you get a better understanding of yourself going on your path? I did. I I, I did, and I still do. I still do. I still try to find room for for those improvements in not just, you know, storytelling areas or the terminology areas, but there's other areas that you apply that to Geo uh, has, as far as the, the face set. Geo has a good question for you. How did the crows relate to Odin? Uh, so the Ravens, uh, the Ravens are Hugin and Munin. Hugin and Munin actually mean thought and mind like mindset, like your thought process. And what they do is they travel around all of the different realms, all of the different worlds, and they bring back the news of the world to Odin. Mm -hmm. They tell him, this is what's going on. To keep, like, do I, so if he wants to interfere or if he wants to see or observe and he's not able to, he has that ability. So it comes down to uh, self-exploration, uh, uh, knowledge of a different type of people, if you will, uh, on that journey. What do you got over there? Who I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking to China now. <laughs> Go ahead. But it comes down to self-discovery, I think, and learning. It, it truly does. So do you feel that you had better self-discovery with the path you're on now than previous paths? Basically, because when you're always looking for someone else to provide you an answer, you're never going to find the answer you're looking for. Mm. You have to find your own way and own determination and understanding of what it is that you are truly seeking and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be a faith thing it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a work thing either but you have to you have to look on your own you have to do the work on your own and that's the only way that you can grow and it, it, that even like any any religious any faith set or any person can actually should be able to agree with that right right it's kind of like a vision quest with native americans you're on a self journey it is it is. It is always. It is always a self journey, and I honestly have found that through this path set. And, and it's so interesting. It's it's like it's like looking into the mind of like Stephen Hawking, or uh, like when you actually like if you were to read his books, or if you were to it, it be in Victorian era. England and read Sir Arthur Conan Doyle for the first time. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. But right at the end is. of the day, like you have to find that that thing that what is it that that catches your spark? What is it that catches your interest? How how can you create? How can you learn more and expand your mind and progress? And that's 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 that unattainable 
aspect of faith that is comforting to a point because everybody else feels that. Well, it's just like a, a life journey. You know, we're born in the middle. We got to find ourselves or find the purpose and then you die. So it's like a life yeah. during, uh, you know, the birth and death, you have to take that journey the best you can. And a lot of people's problems come into play when they don't have a, you know, they don't have a purpose. They're not seeking a purpose. They want to feel sorry for themselves. And let's just admit, man, the Norse, the Vikings, they were warriors. You know, that's why they were. They were, they were 100% warriors. They were, they were farmers. They were uh, boat builders. They were industrious by all extents of the uh, stretch of the word. They had hot and cold running water during that whole time frame in their villages. They had to. Mm -hmm. they, they, they had to become industrious. They had to become um, vast and, and experienced tradesmen. Because of the look at where they where they originated from, they originated from a very cold, very harsh, very unforgiving land. It was very hard to prosper. It's very hard to cultivate and and flourish. So they have to go other places. And when you're when you're down, beaten up to the point where you're starving, and the only way to survive is to go take what you need there, there's the animalistic side that kind of kicks in and it doesn't hurt that you know they were tripping on shrooms and stuff like that <laughs> but, but well the last thing that, that, uh, that's what those it's, it's a catalyst for for that scenario well the last thing uh before i let you go because it is an interesting, I should have started this earlier, but uh, Valhalla, for those that don't know. Uh, Valhalla. Valhalla is, is a place. It's, it's a hall. It's a great hall that is made with the raptors of spears. The roof is golden shields. On top of Valhalla perches a golden eagle in Odin's Hall. For the slain. This is like every warrior's dream. This is where you go. And I mean, I, I respect the other faiths, but at the end of the day, I know me and I'd like to drink, party, and have fun. That's heaven right there. So that is heaven. That's, that's for the slain. You have to be chosen to go to Valhalla. Right. There, there is a lesser known hall that is very similar. It is also for warriors that you can go to if you're not chosen from there. If you're chosen from another deity or Valkyrie, um, they could send you to this other hall or their own. So every god or goddess had their own hall. It's not just the one. Hell yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it coming on, Rattlesnake, and talking a little bit about it. Man, I can go on this subject for hours, man. Hours and hours and hours. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, that you do got to expand your thinking. You got to expand your journeys in life. And you got to get rid of uh, that victim mentality that a lot of people have. And then you'll start moving forward in life and getting what you need to get. 
So Absolutely. You, I 100% agree with that, Hollywood. Rock and roll, man. I appreciate having you on the show, uh, Rattlesnake. It's always me. a good man. Uh, we'll talk later. All right. Bye. Bye. Did a, do, uh, did a damn good job there, Rattlesnake, again. Uh, you can jump on, uh, what did we got, that Telegram thing? Yeah. We did talk on that Telegram thing. Uh, and you can send private messages. So if they wanted to, they could just send direct messages to me if they wanted to get in touch with Hollywood and uh, be on one of the shows. There you go. Now, I, I was reading two of the comments here that really were interesting, and I just kept rereading them. Uh, Nitro put, ravens are very smart birds. They are the only breed that mate with the same bird for life. Very interesting. And then Geo, Mexicans believe owls are evil and part of the uh, the witch black magic. Ravens are beautiful and, inter and interesting that they have a big role with Odin. Hell yeah. I do not know what's going on, Nitro, uh, why you're getting on uh, subscribe from uh, YouTube all the time. What I do is hit subscribe and hit that bell notification, and it should take care of itself that way. Uh, but we're going to go to the members only section. If you're a member, you can go to the community chat over on the YouTube channel and hit that. Uh, we'll be on there at 920 and uh, we're going to let you go over there and get yourself some poop out of you or whatever you have to do. Get some popcorn. We'll be poop. Right. I say goodbye. Vamoose. Adios. Ciao. So long. Get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode.